0: listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a great show for you today as we head into the weekend. Going to talk a little bit about yesterday's podcast and the information I gave out regarding the Rachel Tino breakup, the details I had behind that, and some reaction to the Eric stuff that I saw. Didn't even really get a lot into Zach being Name the Bachelor. I mean, he will be named the Bachelor on Tuesday, but uh, I do have some thoughts on that. And then going to address Big Brother, uh, what we've seen now down to the final four. And I got to talk about the challenge because I didn't watch it until today. And I got to tell you, I came across the spoiler earlier in the day and I was pissed. So, but that's what I get for not watching it the night that it airs. Um, Clearly, you're going to come across stuff. Anyway. Um, we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast this week brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Go go visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve and they're going to give you a free one-year supply of of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Also, First Leaf Wines. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you love. They'll learn your tastes, then deliver quality wine, wines right to your door. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. All right, let's get into yesterday's podcast. And I first off want to say thank you very much. Yesterday's podcast, I'm talking about the Daily Roundup, was the most downloaded podcast that I've had in a long time. I figured it would be because obviously there was a lot of information in it and exclusive information that you weren't getting anywhere else. If you even checked the Apple Podcasts episodes, it was top five yesterday. It got to, I believe it got up to number four, but it was, a, it was definitely a doozy, and I thank you all for that, for tuning in. A couple things I wanted to cover. Um, let's start with the Rachel and Tino stuff, because some things seem to be taken out of context, so I just want to clear a couple things up. The kiss that Tino had with another female, another girl, happened after Rachel had said to him when she moves to L.A. she wants to give the ring back and just date. And this was, you know, kind of misreported by people who claim to know the news about the show, but then say it came from my podcast, but then admit they didn't listen to my podcast. So, of course, you're going to get false information. Um, The bottom line is that happened after. The Tino break, the Tino thing happened, the Tino kiss happened after it was established between them that that was what Rachel wanted to do, and that, um, you know, at that point, communication broke down, and then during that communication breakdown is when Tino cheated. And I think also something that got lost in translation yesterday uh, seemed to be this sentiment that I was defending Tino. I mean, I, again, I don't know if people listen or they only hear what they want to hear, um, I, I repeated myself kind of over and over yesterday that Tino cheated and he was an idiot for doing it. And that's the reason that Rachel had broke up with him. Um, and she had every right to. And it turned into this this defense of Tino, which certainly didn't happen on my end. And the thing that I said and the thing that I is the biggest question mark, that I can tell you is what made Rachel go from how she felt in Mexico to I want to take the ring back and just date. And that's what I said. I don't know the answer to it. Um, If I did, I would tell you, have I heard rumors about what the answer to it could be? Yeah, but I don't post rumors. I'm not a speculation person. I leave that to the Instagram accounts and the gossip mongers on TikTok. That's what they do. I'm not going to do it. But I've heard both in terms of what I've heard. It's been both sides. I have one side um, of that argument as to why she got to that point in the relationship was because of Tino. And then I've also heard it was because of Rachel. So it's like I there's nothing to report because there's nothing solid there. But to say that it was in a defense of Tino and what he did at no point did I ever defend Tino yesterday and what he did. So just wanted to make that clear. Um, You know, I, (laughs) if you read the column yesterday and I, I think I said it in the podcast, but it's very possible. I didn't say it in the podcast. I know I put it in the column that uh, his dad going off the rails on Facebook is just like, can someone take his password away? And can someone not let him log into Facebook? Because that certainly isn't helping matters. I don't know why his dad has said the things that he did. I mean, I I can see now why he did because he doesn't like the way his son's being portrayed, and he knows what's happened within the relationship. But doesn't mean you have to just go scorched earth on it on Facebook. Like I don't know what Mister Franco is uh, is thinking there, but somebody might want to uh, take his computer privileges away from him for a weekend or something. But yeah, that needs to that needs to change a little bit because what I was basically trying to say was. The things that I was explaining yesterday in regards to Tino about him apologizing and him saying that, um, you know, this. What I was trying to tell you is this is what you're going to see on Tuesday. Like I've gotten inside information and I've gotten from sources that I know the route that this is headed based on things that were told to me behind the scenes. Uh, Tino knows what he did is what ruined the relationship. So. And when I said I when I said yesterday that Tino would take her back, well, yeah, but she's not going to ask for him back. So it's not like I'm saying that they are going to get back together. What I'm saying is Tino knows he's screwed up. So clearly he's a guy that's in a position where if there was ever a chance where Rachel gave him a second chance, would he take it? From everything that I've been told, it would be yes. But that's not going to happen. So it's not like they are going to get back together. He screwed up. He knows he did. He's going to apologize on Tuesday's episode. He knows that he never should have done what he did. And she had every right to feel the way she did and dump him for it. And that's what you're going to hear on Tuesday. Just remember this podcast. Remember yesterday's podcast. And then when you watch that after the final rose on Tuesday night, you are gonna be like, wow, it's almost like Steve knew exactly what Tina was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not exactly, but I have a good idea uh, of where it's coming from. And because things that were told to me behind the scenes, it's going to play out that way. And um, uh, saying that he would take her back doesn't mean that he's going to get her back, because that's not happening from everything I've been told. Rachel has moved on. They are done. She, he broke her trust when he cheated on her during That period of time where things were murky between them wasn't an excuse, but, and he's going to, he, I think he realizes that now. So just keep that in mind uh, when you're reporting stuff that you claim to not even listen to and then report. Oh, by the way, for those that called me out for the Nate reporting, because, you know, I only report on the black contestants in this franchise and I only have it in for them and go after them. When I reported about Eric yesterday and gave my opinion on Eric, did it, did, did that go on the tally list or was that just forgotten? Is it, are the people who came after me for going after Nate going to now correct themselves and be like, Oh wait, he doesn't only report on negative information towards black contestants, which is one of the worst takes ever. But when it starts circulating and people actually start believing it with zero proof, it's like, I don't know how many times I have to repeat this. It's anybody who has negative information against them. I don't care what their ethnicity is. It's not, that's not, doesn't determine who I report on and who I don't. You know? I reported on Eric and I told you my thoughts on that. And I went in on Eric just as much as I went in on Nate. And it has nothing to do with the color of either of their skin. I'm reporting it because it's important news and nation But some people are so narrow minded and so ignorant that they can't see that. And they already have a narrative in their head about me and they can't say one thing nice. And they don't, haven't seen anything that's changed in the last 15 months with me. So that's what they're going to report. Sucks to be them. I would hate to be a friend in their life. As for Eric, the thing with Eric and um, Amanda and his ex-girlfriend, or his ex is it it was really it was really weird seeing some of the reaction yesterday i mean he let her down gently she broke up with him he was over her what's the whole big deal i don't know i just find it so easy for and it's mostly women who came with this there were some guys that i saw on online but that was just misogynistic stuff it's very easy as a woman to sit back and say He let her down gently. She broke up with him. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? It didn't happen to you. It's just so easy for someone to say that. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. It didn't happen to you. But I guarantee if it did happen to you, that would bother you. And don't tell me that it wouldn't. And I'm saying the situation that Amanda was in. A single mother who had introduced her son to Eric numerous times because everyone's focusing on the post show stuff. Well, he sent her a text. He only sent her one text. He wasn't he wasn't after her. Nobody's talking about post filming stuff with Eric. We're talking about his pre show behavior with a woman who released a lot of texts, but there are more. And you sit there and you say, "Why can't she get over it?" Like she broke up with him. Yeah, she broke up with him because he came to her 11 days before he left for filming and said, I'm going to go do this show and expected her to be cool with it. And she said, no, you guys all got mad at Haley Stevens for saying, okay, I'll stick by you, Jed. And then call. And then, you know, it just didn't make any sense. She dumped him because he expected her to wait around and she wasn't going to wait around. And I, I, people are missing the point here. If Gabby doesn't choose Eric, Eric is going right back to Amanda at the end of this filming, you know it. And I know it. He was just, she was a placeholder for him. And because she was a placeholder, and that doesn't mean, oh, well, he didn't take her seriously. That means it's not a big deal. Yes, it is. To her, it is. And like I said, I'd be shocked if Rachel and Eric make it through this. So clearly, if Rachel and Eric are either done by now or break up on Tuesday night, I'd say that's a big deal. So for you to say it's a big deal, it's like, great, you're allowed to have an opinion, but If it doesn't involve you and you're not the one being hurt here, you're basically telling Amanda, your feelings mean nothing. We don't care. She's allowed to have her feelings. I just, I, 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 I should say I'm surprised at some of the reaction, but I guess I'm not because this is what social media is. It's a lot of negativity and women hating on women and women slamming other women. When you know, damn well, if it happened to you, the exact same situation and this guy did this to you, you'd be bothered. You know, saying Amanda's going after clout. Have you seen her Instagram page? She has like 4,000 followers. She's not uh, She's not in the entertainment industry. I, I don't know what clout she's looking for. Everyone says clout, 15 minutes. They like to throw that around because it's such an easy, low-hanging fruit. But the bottom line is, what is Amanda doing as a single mother with a two-and-a-half-year-old boy? How is she looking for clout out of this? She told her story. She's allowed to tell it. The amount of people that just immediately dismiss it is just, it's frightening. It's frightening nowadays that just nobody's believed because you have your own narrative in your head. Just maybe you open-minded to things. Um, Zach, going to be our new Bachelor, going to be announced on Tuesday on the After the Final Rose. And once again, this is the same thing every year. As I just said, social media is mostly for negative responses. Most people don't go on social media to give positive reinforcement to anything, any story, any person. It's basically just to shit talk people. And Zach's announcement by me was no different. It was just why? Why him? Why didn't we get Aven? Why didn't we get Tyler Cameron? And, you know, I'm not going to watch. This is the final nail in the coffin. It's just like, again, I'll say it. Now, like I say it every season, nobody cares that you're not watching the show. Number one, because we know you're lying. And number two, it's not like anybody's keeping track. And the more you tell people vo- you know, vocally on social media, I'm not watching, the more I know you're going to. It's just the way it works. I, I, I would love, and I did this one season, but then I just gave up because I was like, this is just, forget it, but... The people that all say they're going to watch in a tweet, I would love to follow them and make sure that between January and March of next year, they never tweet once about Zach's season. And I guarantee if I were to screenshot every single person who said, I'm not watching next season, I guarantee at some point between January and March, when Zach's season airs, they will tweet about it because they have to make it known that they don't like this or the show sucks or whatever, you know, um, And we say it every season. It doesn't matter who the lead is. This show is made during casting. The cast is what makes the show. The next day when you're talking about the show with your friends, you're talking about the things that, you know, Cassidy said or Shanae did. You're never really ever talking about something that the lead did. You're talking about the cattiness in the house. You're talking about What's going on with so and so in the house and the two girls that aren't getting along and shit talking each other and what this girl said during an ITM? It's just, I don't, we're 47 seasons in now. How people can't see that anymore is kind of baffling, you know? We don't even know what next season's going to happen. What's going to happen next season? They obviously haven't started filming it. I can tell you right now, there will be anywhere between two and five things that happened during Zach's season that we've never seen before. And I say this before every season, and every season, that's what happens. We had a ton of stuff that happened on Rachel and Gabby's season that we've just never seen before, and we're going to have some firsts that happen on Zach's season. I don't know what they are, but I know it's going to happen because it's a television show, and they want different things to happen. And they'll make sure different things happen. So just get ready and... If you've watched, you know, the last 10 seasons, the naming of Zach as the Bachelor is really going to make you stop. It, just, it doesn't even make any sense to me. It's the same exact show. They're always doing the same exact thing. And you've watched the last whatever, five, eight, 10, 12, 15 seasons. But the naming of Zach is going to make you stop. Like, I, I just don't buy it. And and even if you are going to stick to your word, it's like, great. Do you want a medal? Do you want a cookie? What? Going online and telling people you're not going to watch the show, what, what do you gain out of that? What's the point that you're trying to get across? Why do you have to tell people you're not going to watch? Nobody asked you. It just, <laughs> it just never has made sense to me. But we get it every season, and this season has been no different uh, after I posted what I did about Zach. Big Brother last night, we now have a final four of Monty, Turner, Taylor, and Brittany. As I told you, uh, Brittany and Alyssa had no chance of winning. If you heard the interview yesterday with Taron Armstrong, he broke down a lot of how this is going to work out. He thinks Monty beats Turner. He thinks Taylor beats Turner, and Monty and Taylor is probably the best final two we could get in terms of where the vote would go. He thinks it would lean towards Monty, but I, Taylor's coming on strong. To come off the block five times, that is amazing. And again, I've only been watching since season 21. I would like to know has anybody beat Eviction five times in a season? I uh, hopefully maybe someone can give me an answer to that. I, that one I would like an answer to if anybody knows it. I should probably just text Taryn and just be like, hey, has anybody gone on the block five times and never gotten voted out? That seems like a lot, but I don't know. Uh, but I feel the same way. I don't think Brittany has a chance to beat anybody. And when I look at it, I don't think Turner can win either. I think this is Monty or Taylor. And depending on who wins what and who won HOH, well, we know that um, we know that Taylor won HOH. But um, who wins who she puts up and then who wins power veto and if it's used or whatever. Uh, I think this is a Monty or Taylor victory this season. And I really do think that Taylor can beat Monty. I have to kind of go over the jury in my head. I'm not going to do it now. Maybe I'll think about it more this weekend and and process it out more on Monday's podcast. But I really do think that Taylor can beat him. Um, but I think those are the only two winners. Unless, Mont, unless Turner and Brittany are sitting in the final two, then clearly one of them is going to win. But uh, I think if Monty or Taylor gets to the final two without the other one, they are winning. If it's those two in the final two, Monty and Taylor I think that's going to be a close vote. I don't think we're going to have a blowout. As for the challenge uh, that I watched yesterday, because obviously the finale happened on Wednesday night, I didn't watch it until yesterday. And in somebody's Instagram story that I follow, you know, sometimes you just can't help. You know, you you end one Instagram story, it goes to the next person. Well, it was one of those things where the next person's Instagram story said talking with the two winners from the challenge last night and i saw that uh, i saw that sarah and um and uh oh the Dallas Cowboy player What's what? why am i forgetting his name oh my god steve you're killing me what sarah and um <sighs> i'm so stupid sometimes god this bothers me danny danny mcrae Former cowboy cornerback. Um, the fact that Sarah and Danny won kind of went along with. If you've been listening all season, I've said I don't know who wins this season, but I gotta believe it's going to be Survivor people. They are way more equipped for this show than anybody from Love Island or Big Brother. Uh, Ma- Amazing Race was make a little more sense, but I, I just think I, I just felt like a Survivor people was going to win it. Uh, the biggest thing to come from that finale is. Just a lot of question marks. And uh, did you read Tyson's interview, post-show interview with EW.com, the amount of things that the show kind of just really screwed up on? It just didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I can't even go over the list of things that Tyson basically kind of gave a behind-the-scenes of how messed up that finale was. And when he got to the Sudoku puzzle, he didn't even know what Sudoku was. He didn't even know how to play the game. So it's like, you know, we watch it, and he quit, and so did Justine, and so did, um, I forget the other one that quit right at that point, I think it was Dominic, and he basically said, none of us knew how to play it, and they said, just finish the pattern. It's like they wouldn't even help them, and they didn't even know how to play the game, but production couldn't step in and be like, oh, how you win this game of Sudoku is this, and... So they had to quit. So it makes it seem like on the show, like, oh, my God, I'm just never going to get this. I got to quit. He's like, we quit because we had no idea how to play the game and we weren't told how to play the game. The Angela elimination made no sense because he's like, she had no way to, to do it. She had no idea that by not playing, she could quit. Like, you would think production would step in and be like, Angela, if you choose not to do this and you sit out, you're going to be eliminated. Like, how they can't tell her that? Again, I'm sure she would have at least tried. But then even then, it just be like, okay, well, what if she took two hours off and then came back and just, you know, used the shovel a couple times? Does that mean she's eliminated? Because Justine timed out in an earlier checkpoint. She timed out but got to keep going. So (laughs) none of it made sense. It was so confusing. You know, congratulations to Danny and Sarah for finishing. That last 10 miles run was in that last, just that final day, that was a bitch. And I'm, you know, they were the only two that finished, but when you read what tyson said and the amount of questionable things production was doing behind the scenes yeah i didn't understand it at all hopefully um i'll put it in next week's column and i'll and i'll and i'll direct you to it since there's no column up today but yeah that was definitely interesting anyway thank you all for listening uh, i really appreciate it like i said yesterday biggest day in a long long time on this website in terms of the the it's it's by far, since I started the Daily Roundup on July 11th, it's by far the most downloaded by, I think, three times. Like It was a huge day yesterday, so thank you. And uh, we will be back on Monday. I hope you all have a great weekend. Again, thank you all for listening. You're making this Daily Roundup so much more fun to do, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's not costing me too much sleep, but it's it is it is obviously a little more work. But and I always want to point out our sponsors that are at the beginning of every podcast this week, athletic greens and first leaf. If you forget the codes and you're interested, all you got to do is go to the description page on Apple podcasts. And those will have links that bring you directly to the landing page that you need. And for athletic greens, like I said, you get a free uh, one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And first leaf six bottles, your first six bottles for thirty-nine ninety-five plus free shipping. So If you don't remember the actual URLs for that, just go to your podcast, just episode description, and the landing page is there right when you click on either Athletic Greens or First Leaf. So go check those out. That certainly helps the podcast. Anyway, I will talk to you Monday. hope you all have a great weekend. See you.